my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. I welcome you to this week's edition of the St. Jude Parish Chatter. It's the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time now, and I'm here with Tyler. Hello, Tyler. Hi, Father. It's great to be here. Uh, you know, we're, we are now a week or so into the fall season. I've enjoyed it. The temperatures seem to have cooled down. We're not 90-degree days anymore. Uh, my wife was just asking me a couple days ago, should we go up in the mountains and look at some of the trees this weekend? And so I thought this would be a great opportunity I wanted, to, I wanted to talk about two of our, our polls that we've had that I put in the flock notes. The first one is just looking at the seasons in general. Is I asked way back, I don't know, it was back I think in June, uh, asking people's favorite season of the four, four seasons, fall, winter, spring, and summer. What do you think uh, people's votes were? Well, so am I giving what I wish it was or what I think that they actually do? Let's hear both. Let's hear what okay. you what yours is. So mine is summer, and I'm kind of hoping summer comes in first because Colorado's summers are just so beautiful. But remember, I come from southern Arizona true. where summers are just brutal. <laughs> it's summers you hate. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it really is a hard time. You, you have to cope with summertime in southern Arizona. You just, just don't present. Pretend everything's <laughs> going to be fine today. You have to make sure that you are going to be fine on a hot summer day. So I think summers in Colorado are phenomenal. But can I say what I bet everybody said? I think fall. You think fall? Yeah, that's what I've heard. And, and you'd absolutely be correct by by a landslide. Twenty five people said fall was their favorite. Second was spring with nine votes. Summer was third with seven votes. Really? Nobody likes winter. Only one vote for winter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Poor winter. Yeah. I just don't understand people in Colorado when they go on vacation in the summertime because this is where you would come to for vacation in the summertime. You'd want to be here. We should take vacations in January and February. I think that should be our rule. (laughs) Get out of town. Go to the Caribbean. Go to Arizona. Any place warm. Get out of town. I'm not opposed to that myself. (laughs) Um, And and along with that, I I did a, a poll a couple, three weeks ago. Uh, asking people, what is their favorite part of the fall season? So I'll give you a handful of options. Okay. Sweaters, uh, pumpkin spiced everything, changing leaves, cooler weather, weather, Halloween, Thanksgiving, school. And I gave people an other option. Mm. Here in Colorado, I think our leaves are beautiful. And actually, I hope you can go up to the mountains right now to be able to take in some of the leaves. Because I haven't been up yet, but parishioners who have been up there. Um, special shout out to Mark, who's just telling me how beautiful the aspens are right mm. now. And I should... Get up to take a look at those. <clears throat> so I think the leaves would be will be the number one. Yeah, and, and you'd be right again. Uh, Twenty people said that they like the changing leaves. Nineteen for second was was the cooler weather. Mm. Um, no one voted for school. No one voted for school. Too bad. Uh, I could see the cooler weather because people who um, don't have an appreciation for the really hot summers in Arizona, like I do, think that 95 degrees is really hot. And so we have to, (laughs) gosh, we have to escape from that. Let me tell you, 95 degrees where I come from is a nice, cool summer day, an easy summer day. 115 gets tough. No, I'm I'm, I'm with the people. 95 is too hot. (laughs) My vote was for Thanksgiving, though. I love Thanksgiving. When we get closer there... You, you can get me talking all, all about it. How did Thanksgiving do in the ratings? How many people uh, voted for it? Only four people, and I was one of those votes. Oh, <laughs> oh I think you're skewing the results. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I do appreciate the Thanksgiving. Pumpkin spice, I would be surprised if it got anything, because it's getting a bad reputation out there that pumpkin is. spice is not actually good for you. There's There are chemicals in the pumpkin spice. Uh, everywhere. I've tried it once, and I, I didn't like it. I thought it was disgusting. It only got two votes, so there are a couple people. Mm, um, right. So I'll, I'll let them have it. As you know, we talk about pumpkin spiced everything we can and, and fall things is this weekend our sponsor 
Who's our sponsor? Donuts. Oh, we um, love coffee and donuts. Coffee, Yay, and, coffee donuts. and donuts. And the Knights of Columbus. Knights, are putting Knights of Columbus together. hosted it for this this week. So after masses, if you've listened to this before, or you went to mass this weekend. Go get the coffee and donuts. If you're listening to this afterwards, I hope you got it. If not, you might have to swing by King Supers and get yourself some. Can we do like a survey of favorite donuts one of these times? We want to yeah, know what people I, like I, for their donuts. I like that. Idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to find out what's out there because some of these things surprise me. The bacon covered donuts. There's a lot of different ones. That's a weird one, and yeah. I, I guess bacon anything is good, but um, it's just a weird combination. I can't believe anybody would say I'll, that's their favorite. I'll make a note of that, and we will do it in the next <laughs> Good. All right. The task for the <laughs> next time. Well, may I share the gospel? Absolutely. Everybody, Tyler? Good. So the gospel for this Sunday comes from Luke's gospel. So let me share this with you. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? And he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Tyler, I can't read this without remembering a great story that a parish family told me their, their son was playing priest. And so he'd go to the basement, set up a little card table, and he would play priest at the altar. And he made his mom and dad be the, the congregation sitting in the chairs there in front. <laughs> and he read the gospel, and he read this gospel. And so here's this kid about eight years old reading it. But as he read it, instead of saying 10 lepers met Jesus, he said 10 leapers <laughs> met Jesus. And were not 10 leapers cleansed. Where are the other nine leapers? And his parents were just laughing and rolling. And finally he said, uh, this is serious business. <laughs> so I can't read this gospel without having that, that recollection of the ten leapers. It is a lesson about gratitude, though, isn't it? Doesn't gratitude change our spiritual lives? Oh, absolutely. And we've, my own family, we've, we've tried to make a habit of it every night before we go to bed. We say, what are we thankful for? And we just at the early age with my, my four-year-old and two-year-old, what are you thankful for? And I, I've noticed that change in my own spiritual life of thinking, having to spend that time every day. What, what for my day am I actually thankful for? Yeah. The Lord is at work within our days. And if we're not cautious, we'll notice everything that goes wrong mm -hmm. instead of the graces, the gifts that, that are present there. I wanted to share just a little bit from the Catechism on grace, which is that those gifts that God gives us all throughout the day, and we should be thankful to the Lord for those gifts that he gives us. But I wanted to just pick up on what grace is. So this is from the Catechism, paragraph 1996. So just remember the year 1996, you can find this. So paragraph 1996 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it says, Our, ju our justification comes from the grace of God. God is favor and free and undeserved help that God gives us to respond to his call. Oh, grace is God's favor, free and undeserved help that God gives us to respond to his call. To become children of God, adopted sons and daughters, partakers of the divine nature and of eternal life. This gift is always there and it makes us his, 
is sons and daughters. And so these gifts are always present there. And, and we can forget about that. We can get involved in the world and then start just living like the pagans do and, and forget about it. But the response then to his grace should be holiness. We actually mm. should be reflecting that within our lives. So once again, from the catechism, can, may I share just one more Absolutely. paragraph? Just one more. It won't hurt. Um, as we live holiness and gratitude for grace, this is paragraph 2015, 2015, so think like seven years ago, 2015. The way of perfection passes by way of the cross. There is, holy, no, there is no holiness without renunciation and spiritual battle. Spiritual progress entails the ascesis and mortification and gradually leads to living in the peace and joy of the Beatitudes. There's a cross involved in it all. And as we give thanks to God, we would even be grateful for the cross. You know, Tyler, there's that beautiful scene from the, um, from the Passion of the Christ where our Lord embraces the cross mm. as he's given the cross, and he embraces it. This is a, a lesson for the Christian that we would actually be grateful for the cross as it comes to us. So as we learn from the lepers, or we're cleansed and healed through the cross, and yet all of us get a, a partaking of the cross of Jesus Christ. We get a little bit of that. And our challenge is to be grateful, be grateful for it. it. Takes some humility, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's it's difficult to to put aside our own wants, our own desires, um, and and our own thoughts of ourselves, and 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 turn back to Christ, who who did so much on the cross for us. And when He offers it to us, we want to turn and run and say, "Nope, nope, you did these great things for me. I'm good. I don't need that." It's difficult, but He doesn't promise a life of just happiness and glee and perfection and everyone he promises a life of the cross ultimately i mean even now we have, we have the samaritan this this foreigner who is the one that comes back it's it's not the the, the jews it's, it's this this other person is the one who is grateful and realizes his own sinfulness and comes yeah, back just to, to clarify a, a samaritan is not a jew this is someone that's living outside of the of the jewish community that god had chosen so usually they would not interact with each other. There was a strong, um, a strong uh, like a resistance between the two communities. And, and and yeah, for him to come like that, that says something very deep. And then he knelt at Jesus's feet. Right. So a Samaritan knelt down uh, before our Lord. What did it say? Bow down. What was the the word here? Um, fell at the feet of Jesus. Fell at the feet him. of Jesus. Imagine somebody that would have nothing to do with each other before, and yet when they had this encounter with Christ. He fell at the feet of Jesus, mm. and it brought about this, this conversion for him in the end. So humility is just so necessary if we're going to have authentic gratitude. I think without humility, we have base gratitude. Just, yeah, we said thank you, and right. we go on to something else. But when we're humble, we're authentic Absolutely. about our gratitude because, well, it's all a gift. Um, there's this old expression that says there are two ways to live your life. Either one, everything is a gift, or two, nothing is a gift. Mm. And we live like everything is a gift, though. Then we're humble and we're grateful for everything that happens. And we're just sons and daughters of God who are aware of, of our loving Father watching over us. And everything is a gift that comes from him. But when nothing is a gift, well, then we're in charge. And with this arrogance, we say, well, I, I have to work for more of it. And there's, there, there's never enough. No. Whatever we've worked for, there's never enough. We keep getting caught up in, well, I just got to work harder it's to figure out this out. And this and things, difficult things up is, well, I have to find a way. No, no, we don't have to find a way out of it. Christ is there for us. We have, yeah. we're, we're, we're not meant to be alone. We yeah. were created to be in community to help each other out as well. 
and his great gifts may include how to find our way out of it, whatever crisis we've got right now. He wants to offer the grace to Absolutely. be able to, to help us through the midst of this time. And that's just one more gift. And so we approach it with gratitude. Mm. Like one of the 10 lepers, we come back to the Lord and we say, thank you, even for the cross. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing this reflection on the gospel with us. Um, as we go forth, uh, don't forget to go to get donuts this Sunday. And uh, Father, would you give us your blessing? The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.